0: Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Gopijana Gopi Vallabhagiri 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 Chanji Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jagannath Vala Deva Jaya Subhadra Devi. विष्णुपद परमहंस परिब्रजकाचार्य अष्टोत्तरशत श्री श्रीमद अभय चरणा भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी श्रील प्रभुपाद की जाए ओम विष्णुपद परमहंस परिब्रजकाचार्य अष्टोत्तरशत Saraswati भक्ति Prabhupada सरस्वती ठाकुर प्रभुपाद की ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की समवेत गौर् भक्त गौर् Om namo, Om, namo Om namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 12, Chapter 11, Text. Twenty nine. This chapter is entitled Summary Description of the Mahapurusha and specifically text twenty-nine where the speaker is Suta Goswami. Suta Uvacha Suta uvaca, Anadya Vidyaya Vishnu Atmana Sarvadehinam. Anadya sarvadehinam, anadya sarvadehinam Nirmito Loka Tantroyam, Lokeshu Parivartate, Anadya Vidya Ya Vishno, Anyavishno, Anadhya Vidya Ya Vishno, Atmanasarvadehinam. Nirmito Loka Tantroyam Lokesho Vartate, Anadya Vidhyaya Vishnur Atmana Sarvadehinam Nirmito Loka Tantroyam Lokeshu Keshu Parivartate Lo Parivartate Please kindly chant. Lo Keshu Parivartate Vidyaya Vishnur Atmana Sarvadehinam Nirmito Loka Tantroyam Lokeshu Parivartate Suta Uvacha anaadya vidhyaya vishno atmana sarvadehinam atmanah sarvadehinam nirmito Tantroyam nirmito, nirmito lokatantroyam lokeshu parivrttate lokeshu parivrttate please suta uvacha suta uvacha anandir vidhyaya vishno anaadya vishno Atmanahasarvadehinam, Sarvadehinam Nirmito Loka Tantroyam Lokeshu Parivartate Anadya Vidyaya Vishnur Atmanah Sarvadehinam Nirmito Loka Tantroyam Lokeshu Parivartate The word to word translation this time. Suta Uvacha Suta, uvacha. Suta, Goswami, said, Suta Goswami said Anadi, Anadi. Beginningless, Beginningless. Avidyaya By the illusory energy Vishnu. 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 Of Vishnu Of Lord Vishnu Atmanaha who is, Who is the supreme soul? Sarvadehinam, Sarvadehinam of, all of all embodied living beings. Nirmitaha, Nirmitaha Produced. produced. Loka-tantraha, Loka-tantraha, Lokatantraha The regulator of the planets. Ayam, Ayam, Ayam This, this. Lokeshu, Lokeshu Among the planets. Among Parivartate, Parivartate travels. Translation by the dear disciples of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Please kindly repeat, Suta Goswami, said, Suta Goswami said, The sun travels among all the planets and thus regulates their movements. It has been created by Lord Vishnu, the supreme soul, the supreme soul. Of, all of all embodied beings through his beginningless material energy, material energy. om ajnana shalakaya Chakshur unmilitam yena tasmai shri guruvenamaha shri Chaitanya bhishtam sthapitam yena bhutale swayam rupahakadam ahyam dadhati swa padantikam vandeham shri goroho shri Yutapadakamalam shri gurun vaishnavamscha shri rupam sagrajatam sahagana raghunatanvitam tam sajeevam sadvaitam savadhutam parijana sahitam krishna chaitanyadevam Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kant Radha Kantha Namostute Tute Tapta Kancha Nagurangi Radhe Brindavaneshwari Brushabhano Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priya Vancha Kalpatarughascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha Jaya shri krishna chaitanya Prabho nityananda shri advaita gadadhar shri vas adi gaur bhakta vrinda hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram ram ram, ram. hare krishna my special gratitude to the management of uh, Sri Radha Radha Kalachanji Dham for um, very lovingly and very kindly having me here to serve. Special gratitude, Mother. It was your service today, but just like the mother has the child on her lap, lovingly, you have placed me on the lap of Vyasadev for today's service. My special gratitude to all the devotees who have kindly joined here, headed by my parents, Shamchandra Prabhu and Sundari Mataji. Who have come all the way from mumbai to bless us my dear brother arjun sakha prabhu wonderful devotees from oklahoma city and so many familiar faces present here in today's session to kindly bless me and inspire me by your presence my obeisances to all the devotees i've i've uh, been informed that devotees in Kalachanji dham here online through the audio broadcast so my of, i offer my humble obeisances to all the devotees who are hearing this discussion online. And I beg each one of you to kindly offer a prayer at the lotus feet of Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji, at the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada. So may that the right words come at the right time, in the right spirit, in the glorification of Srimad Bhagavatam, giving satisfaction to the ears and minds of the listener, and let this endeavor bring in cleansing of the consciousness as a speaker In this mood, I bow down to each one of you. Please kindly protect me by your prayers and blessings. So today we have been assigned a very beautiful verse. The central theme of this verse... Is the sun god. Srimad Bhagavatam has discussed about the sun planet in numerous instances and places. In so many contexts, the sun example has been described. And Srila Prabhupada has described different philosophical aspects and concepts using this example of the sun. The sun planet, the sunshine, the sun god, the sampradaya starting from the sun, the demigod in charge of the sun, Krishna being like the sun. (laughs) So today we have been blessed with this very wonderful topic, the glories of the, the, the position of the sun. I hope that the discussion brings in the sunlight of the sun instead of covering it with the gloomy nature of my presentation. Even materially we see, scientifically, logically, socially, that the presence of the sun is of paramount importance in our life. It is by the process called as nuclear fusion that unlimited energy is produced in the sun. Srila Prabhupada describes the sun to be a planet. I was reading the, the purport of chapter 15, Bhagavad Gita, text 6, and Prabhupada calls the sun as a planet, and the NASA scientists call sun as a star. I will move with Prabhupada's perspective to this. So, throughout the presentation, if you hear the sun planet, let's align our scientific mind to Prabhupada's conclusions. So, this sun planet which is fiery, which is the source of heat and light for the whole creation. It is this sun by whose potency water gets evaporated from the ocean. And then this water later undergoes condensation and precipitation to come down as rain through cloud shower. It is this rain which nourishes plants, and ultimately plants through their chlorophyll they engage in a process called as photosynthesis and by the light coming from the sun it is the plants who continue their service to mother nature and then in return they release energy which is useful for mankind even as far as life as humans is concerned we are so much influenced by the sun talking about vitamin D Doctors call the sun to be the leading source of vitamin D. You know, even for healthy life, let's say, even uh, not just physiological, even psychological well-being. Mood swings are caused by um, fall or depression in vitamin D. Hmm? So even the rhythm that we have, the circadian rhythm in our body, as to when we have to sleep, when we have to wake up, When we have to be energetic, when we have to be sluggish, all depends on the rising and the setting of the sun. So if we don't see the sun for quite some time, automatically loneliness, depression, and so many other uh, ill effects are seen in human psychology. So this sun, who is of uh, significant importance, it's described this planet is so big that millions and millions of Mother Earth can fit in the structure of the sun. And it's just one sun who nourishes the whole solar system. So many living beings, so many planets, and it's just one sun. And the the scientists, in fact, even describe the sun as giving only up to 13% of its potency to maintain the whole solar system. Hmm? Nowadays, environmentalists are using the technology of solar energy conversion and to preserve Mother Nature and eliminate all artificial means of electricity, so to speak. So in this way, materially speaking, we have been very well informed about the position of the sun. But since this is a Bhagavatam class, let's dive deep into the spiritual and the transcendental importance and the presence of the sun. First and foremost, this process of hearing Srimad Bhagavatam is directly linked to the sun. Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 2, Chapter 3, Text 17, has a very beautiful verse. The Srimad Bhagavatam describes that there is one person who uses a straw to... Sip into the life of all living beings, and that is the sun. With the rising and the setting of the sun, he's sipping and sapping into our life energy. Every rising and setting of the sun, it's described we have lost 24 hours, we have lost a day in our life. However, the good thing is, Srimad Bhagavatam describes there is one person who's unaffected by the sun, the rising and the setting of the sun. And the answer given by Shukadeva Goswami is, the person who engages in hearing, speaking, reading, writing, and serving the Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna, the sun may rise and set, but for such a person, that sun is not taking them close to death, that sun is taking them close to eternal life, back home, back to Godhead. So that sun which is sapping life for a materialist, which is bringing in fear for a materialist. What is going to happen? When I turn 50, when I turn 60, when I turn 70, what if I don't have people around me? What, what am I going to do all by myself? So this fear comes in the life of a materialist. But this spiritualist is waiting for death. As Bhaktivinoda Thakur writes, Vrishabhano pure, janama loibho, yavata vivaha hobe. Bhakti Vinod Thakur is not fearing death, but he is making post-death plans. Vrishabhanupure, Loibo. let the sun rise and set really quick, so that I embrace death, and after that, I will take my birth in Vrishabhanupur, which is Barsana Dham. And Yavata Viva Hobe. in my female form, I will be married to a Gopa in Yavat, just like Srimati Radharani. So when Srimati Radharani, <laughs> when Srimati Radharani, our Kalachanji is Radharani, when she from Barsana goes to Yavat, to support her, there must be someone. So Bhaktivana Thakur is saying, once I face death, ah, then I will in my female form take birth in barsana get married to someone in yavat and then support radharani as she is going to yavat and when from yavat she's coming back to barsana to her father's house she'll be happy and i want her to share her happiness with me so a materialist fears the rising and setting of the sun because there's only one life and he's trying to protect it all but a spiritualist is praying to the sun may you rise and set really quick because the only good thing about that is it takes us one day closer back home back to Radha Kalachanji. It's so interesting that he is Kalachand, the dark moon, but it is the sun who helps us to go to there, to go to the moon. You know. So the process of hearing is also connected to the sun. Now, where are we hearing from? We are hearing from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Kantu one chapter three text forty three Shrimad Bhagavatam compares Shrimad Bhagavatam to usan. Krishna swadharma upagate dharma jnana divi saha kalau nastad purana arka Aduna udita. The speaker of the Shrimad Bhagavatam describes Krishna swadharma upagate. At the end of Dwapar Yuga, when Krishna decided to wrap up his pastimes and go back to the spiritual world, what happened? Dharma, Jnana, Adi Bihi, Saha. Transcendental knowledge, religiosity, transcendental virtues, they all left along with him. And naturally being devoid, being bereft of all good qualities, the age that appeared was Kali. So now, after going there, Srimad Bhagavatam describes Krishna in his heart rose in compassion and he thought, What am I going to do there? I have to reappear in the darkness of Kali. Kalau Seeing that Kali has no good qualities, Krishna, like the rising sun, reappeared in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam. Purana arka adhuna udita. Arka means the sun. And the interesting thing is, according to astrology, we see that the sun moves through 12 zodiac signs a year. You know, moves through 12 different zodiac signs a year. So similarly, just like the sun moves through 12 zodiac signs a year, the Srimad Bhagavatam moves through 12 cantos. So he's indeed the sun. And like the sun, Srimad Bhagavatam is expert in dispelling darkness. When you have to take darkness away, you'll have to set lamps. You'll have to have electricity, bulbs and so many other things. But as soon as there's one sun, all of this is useless. So to take the darkness in our consciousness, we may have lamps and tube lights and electric bulbs in the form of austerity, charity, donations and other things. But the sun which really dispels the darkness is Srimad Bhagavatam. So it's interesting. That the process is linked to hearing. The source from where we are hearing is compared to the sun. The process is compared to the sun. The source is compared to the sun. But what is Srimad Bhagavatam describing? Krishna. Who is compared to the sun? In Chaitanya Charitamrit Madhyalila, chapter 22, text 31. Kaviraj Goswami says, Krishna Surya Sama Maya Hai Andhaka Krishna." Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami has compared Krishna to be a son. And he said very beautifully, just like, you can either have darkness or you can have light. Both can coexist at the same time. And especially when there is sun, there can be darkness. So Kaviraj Goswami describes Maya Shakti, the illusory energy of Krishna, the external potency to be darkness. While the sun... To be Krishna. Now this comparison of the sun to Krishna. Krishna to the sun. Has multifarious interpretations. First and foremost. The sun never dies. The sun is never born. The sun is eternal. Right? So similarly Krishna never dies. Krishna is never born. He is eternal. Just because at night time we don't see the sun. Doesn't mean the sun is no more. Just like in Kali, we can see Krishna face to face. Hmm? Face to face, real form. We can see, doesn't mean he's dead and gone. The sun sets here and rises somewhere else. So similarly, when Krishna sets his pastimes in this world, his pastimes rise in another material universe. And he's eternal. So he's eternal. But just like when you go onto the the beach, we see devotees going for a Japa walk like Srila Prabhupada would do. And Srila Prabhupada would love to bathe in the rays of the early morning sun. You know. This morning I heard my father say that. That he loves to bathe in the early morning sun. So you remember. Srila Prabhupada loved it. And that's why Srila Prabhupada had, had morning walks. Preferably close to the ocean. And and of course. Give spiritual perspectives to that walk. So the sun rises early in the morning. And it seems as if the sun is rising from the ocean. Isn't it? Seems like the ocean had been hiding the sun for a long time. And now <laughs> It's erupting and when it sets also, it seems as if it's going back into the ocean, but the Sun is eternal Similarly, Krishna is eternal, but he seems to appear from the womb of mother Yashoda He seems to appear from the womb of mother Devaki and just like when the Sun sets the Sun exists But he's unmanifest similarly Krishna wound up his pastimes and it is described a portion Of his transcendental splendor mixed with the sun. And therefore the sun is also called Surya Narayan. Because a portion of Krishna's existence entered and empowered the sun on his departure. So this is the first similarity between the two. The second similarity between the two is that when the sun rises up in the air, really scorching. The sun doesn't need a proof for his existence. He's right there. If someone is sitting with all the blinds on in his house and doesn't get the light of the sun and if he says the sun doesn't exist, well Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur would say, run out and look with your eyes. Don't cover your house with curtains so that you can see the sun. So similarly, in life, Krishna gives us proofs for his existence. Look at the blossoming and the blooming of the flower. Look at the beautiful, wonderful, colorful, tasty variety in fruits. Look at the variety around. Srila Radhanath Swami Maharaj in one class, he said, Life is filled with so many miracles that it's a miracle to observe it. (laughs) We just get so used to seeing them. So just like the sun is upright there for everyone's view, but when you hide, you can see. Similarly, Krishna's presence is seen through every single activity in life. But one has to be really averse to, to, to avoid the presence of the Lord. Three, when the sun is upright there, he sustains the 14 planetary systems. Just one sun. One without a second. Krishna is like that. One without a second, He nourishes and maintains the 14 planetary systems. Another beautiful similarity between Krishna and the sun. It is by the light of the sun, the heat of the sun, that water evaporates and forms clouds. Right? And it's the same clouds which end up covering the sun. So beautiful. It is the power of the sun which forms the clouds. And it is these clouds which end up covering the sun. But when the sun wants, he can split through the cloud and reveal himself. While on our accord, we can, just by glancing, clear the clouds and see the sun. We can see the sun when the sun desires to clear the cloud and reveal himself. So, similarly, the clouds here represent Maya. It is by Krishna, the sun, whose potency creates Maya, and by his own desire, the clouds of Maya cover Krishna. By his own desire. And we, on our accord, can clear the clouds to see the sun. We can overcome Maya. Dahi vishaya guna mai mama Maya duratya Maya me prapadyante Maya me tam taranti te matchitta sarvat mat prasada tarishasi. Innumerable places in the Gita, chapter seven, text fourteen, chapter eighteen, text fifty-eight, Gita. Repeatedly, Krishna says, on our accord, we can clear the clouds of Maya. But when we appeal, slowly but surely, the sun will split the cloud and reveal himself. That is another similarity between the sun and Krishna. And finally, how is the sun? The sun is equally disposed to everything around. If there is a pool of pure water and a pool of muddy water... The sun evaporates both pools equally. Krishna says in the Gita. That I am equally disposed of to everyone. But the one who loves me I favor them the most. So the sun is like this. He equally favors everyone. Whether a pool of clear water or a pool of muddy water or let's say a pool of urine the sun doesn't say oh that's urine i'm going to keep it aside this is the water i'm going to evaporate this pool of water krishna's like this when one material sun can be equally disposed of to the good and bad the dualities of this world imagine krishna he doesn't see someone as good and bad for him everyone is equal my spiritual master gives a very beautiful example. When we are eating, we are honoring Prasadam. Sometimes it happens that in the excitement of tasting Krishna Mahaprasad, our teeth may end up biting our tongue. But do we take sides with the tongue and chastise the teeth? No, because the tongue and the teeth belong to the same mouth. So Krishna doesn't take sides with the good and punish the bad. Both, the tongue and the teeth belong to him. So he equally deals with both parties. And what happens? It's so beautiful. When you have a pool of muddy water, the sun evaporates the dirt, makes the place clean, and that mud doesn't stick onto the sun. Right? The sun evaporates the dirty water, the place becomes clean, and that dirt doesn't stick onto the sun. Krishna is like this. He evaporates all our inauspicious anarthas in our heart, makes the place clean, and it's not that that, those anarthas go and stick in the personality of Krishna. Just like the soap that we use. Early in the morning, it's a very good meditation. Under the shower, you're using soap, and we see the body is dirty, sometimes sweaty, and the soap takes it away. But it doesn't mean that the soap becomes sweaty. It takes it away and maintains its identity. So when an insignificant chemically produced soap in this world can have this quality, what to speak of Sri Krishna. Hmm? So this is another similarity that Krishna has with the sun. Not just Krishna. Krishna in his other incarnations is also like the sun. As Ramachandra, he appeared in the sun dynasty. Vansha. And as Krishna Chandra, he appeared in the moon dynasty. So, Ramachandra is like the Kshatriya coming in the sun dynasty. And Sri Krishna is the soothing moonbeams of of Chandra Vamsha. This is Ramachandra of Traita. But what to speak of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Kali... Adilila Chaitanya Charitamari, chapter 1, text 2, describes, Vande Krishna Chaitanya, Nithyanandau Sahoditau, Pushpa Vanto, Chitro Chitrosandau, Tamonudau. Kaviraj Goswami very wonderfully describes, all glories, all glories, to this beautiful, wonderful abode of Navadvip, where at the same time from the horizon of the womb of Mother Sachi, The sun and the moon appear at the same time. The sun called Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the moon called Nityananda Prabhu. (laughs) So in this world, it's a rare phenomenon. Hmm? Sometimes you see that the sun is setting and you already see the moon. Right? And they are like, oh wow, it's so beautiful. But here, the sun and moon are rising at the same time. (laughs) In the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, coming from the womb of mother, Shachi, and the moon called Nityananda Prabhu coming from the womb of Padmavati Devi. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like the sun is purifying everyone. But for those who run away from the sunlight, they are in the darkness. Who is going to protect them? The moon beams of Nithai. Hmm? What is the moon? The moon takes light from the sun and gives it to Mother Earth. This is Nithai, this is Guru. He takes the sunlight from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and gives it to Kali Yuga Jeevas. At the same time, the moon soothes us after the scorching summer afternoon. So for those who are burnt by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's very lofty, exalted principles, and because of their lack of sincerity, they take shelter under the moonbeams of Nityananda Prabhu's lotus feet. Jodi tumi rakte chaho sune, choto hari daser katha Thake jeno mone. <laughs> Chaitanya Charitamrita describes if one wants to take shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, oh, one should avoid being Chota Haridas. Otherwise, one will be rejected by the sun called Chaitanya. But it, the interesting, the most amazing aspect of Gaura Leela is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rejected, but Nityananda Prabhu never rejected anyone. So therefore, these are like the sun and the moon. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is giving his mercy to those who are qualified and those who are running away from this mercy Nityananda Prabhu as the moon is catching them through his soothing moonbeams So it's not just the process of hearing which is the sun, the source of the book is the sun The person being described Shri Krishna is like the sun His incarnation as Ramachandra in Treta Yuga is the sun dynasty And his incarnation in Kali Yuga as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is described like the sun but interestingly, not just that, even their associates are like the sons. Hmm? Look at Ramchandra's associate, Hanuman. He went to swallow the sun. <laughs> he went to eat up the sun. If the insignificant servant of Sri Ramachandra... In the form of Hanuman, who's very significant for us, but he considers himself to be utterly insignificant in his humility. If an insignificant servant of Sri Ramachandra can swallow the sun and make him cry for liberation, what to speak of Sri Ramachandra? What to speak of Sri Krishna? Hmm? Hanuman could swallow up the sun and the whole creation ended. Everyone's looking. It's been night for quite some time. Where's the sun? And then they go to Indra, and Indra takes his thunderbolt and throws the thunderbolt on the chin and cracks the chin of Hanuman. And then Hanuman falls flat on the floor. And Vayudev, the father of Hanuman, he decides to punish. So, this is how you treat me. Now you see how I treat you. The way you approach me, I reciprocate. He withdrew all the wind, all the air content in the creation. Then finally, after falling at his feet and begging and beseeching him for mercy, he said, yes, I will give you the wind that is there in my um, department. But for that, you all have to protect and pray for my son, Hanuman. And immediately everyone came there and they started offering their benedictions and Indra offered his benediction I pray and I bless you never again will your body be affected by the striking of thunderbolt so the word for thunderbolt in Sanskrit is vajra and the word for body is anga and the word for strength is bala so therefore he's called vajrangabali which in Hindi becomes vajrangbali it's actually vajra angabali he whose body is so powerful that the striking of a thunderbolt will have no effect. So in Treta Yuga, you have Hanuman, who is compared to the sun. But in Dwapar Yuga, Krishna's very dear associate. I'm going to put this question on the floor for devotees. You have to guess who is this devotee. Very dear servant of Krishna. An integral identity of Vrindavan. Now this devotee is so special that everyone has to take that devotee's blessings. They use that devotee for all their pastimes. Any guesses? Yes, Prabhu. Yes, Brinda Devi. Any other guesses? Balaram, okay. Hmm? Mother Yashoda, okay. The sun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say the daughter of the sun god, Yamuna Devi ki. So the river Yamuna is described to be the daughter of the sun god. Rupa Goswami in his Yamuna Ashtakam coming from the Stavamala, very beautifully describes. Ramya <laughs> bhamana, Divya Gandha Bhakkadam 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 Goswami is saying, oh Yamuna Devi, who are you? Ramya teer, oh you have very enchanting, attractive banks on both sides. Ramyatira, Teera, Rambhamana Gokadamba Bhushita, on one side of your river bank are groups of cows very dear to Krishna. They are all walking with bells around their neck. And everyone is intoxicated. Remembering Krishna, they are walking and suddenly Krishna is calling out to them and they reply Saying oh my Hansini is there. Oh, that's my Kumkumi. Oh my Dhavala, my Saraswati. Oh, where are you? So they are all assembled on one banks of mother Yamuna and on the other side Divya Ganda Bhakka Damba Pushparajirushita. Oh, there are beautiful, wonderful groves of colorful, attractive, fragrant, aromatic flowers waiting to serve Krishna. So on one side are the cows, on the other side are the flowers. What is there in the center? Nanda Sunu Bhakta Sanga In the center is the water of that wonderful personality who's so happy seeing the Wonderful, wonderful meeting of the loving devotees of the son of Nanda Maharaj. Rupa Goswami says, Mam Punatu Sarvada, may she eternally purify me. And who are you, by the way? Aravinda Bandhu Nandini. She is this daughter of the sun god who is the friend of the lotus. You know, you see, the sun and the lotus have very wonderful friendship. The sun rises and the lotus blooms, and the sun sets and the lotus closes. So Friend is a friend in need. Is a friend indeed. They are friends. So Rupa Goswami uses poetic embellishment to say, Yamuna Devi, whom in whose water Krishna sports, Yamuna Tiravanachari. So Yamuna Devi is the daughter of the sun god. So that's another beautiful perspective for the sun. Now, what are we all practicing? We spoke about hearing, we spoke about Shastra, we spoke about Krishna, we spoke about the associates of the Lord. But what's the connection between the devotees, all of us, and Krishna? It is the process of Bhakti. And interestingly, Canto 6, chapter 1, text 15, Shukadeva Goswami compares the path of Bhakti to be a son. vasudeva <speaking in Hebrew> parayana Akam dunman niharam Very, very beautiful. The context is Parikshit Maharaj is asking Shukadev Goswami at the end of the fifth canto. How can a living being protect himself from entering hell? you have described 25 plus different kinds of hell how can one who is proceeding towards hell protect himself from the hellish condition or how can someone who is presently in hell purify and free himself from hellish condition and shukdev goswami Gives him different tempting answers. He says, oh, by cultivation of knowledge, or oh, by acting with moral ethical principles." And Parikshit Maharaj says, "No, no, no. Oh, teacher, you're giving me temporary solutions. Give me a permanent solution." To which Shukdev Goswami says, "This verse. Please kindly repeat." kevalaya bhaktya, kevala bhaktya, Vasudeva parayana, Vasudeva parayana. Vasudeva parayana. Agham dhunvanti karsnena. Agham Niharam eva bhaskaraha. bhaskaraha. Goswami says, if the fog-like conditioning of the heart, of the consciousness, is not being cleared by any temporary process, then only one thing works. One has to perform pure devotional bhakti, pure devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One's process of bhakti should be unmotivated, unconditional, uninterrupted, completely selfless. That process is like the sun. Just like when the sun rises, all the fog is removed automatically. The anarthas in the form of lust, anger and greed can be completely torn apart. Can be completely torn apart by the rising of the sun called bhakti. So it's so beautiful that even the process... Of Bhakti is compared to be the sun, but I want to ask devotees here What is the foremost principle in the process of bhakti? What is that limb which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu calls to be the forefront the topmost limb in the process of bhakti?
1: Hearing
0: Hearing. and then chanting tara madhye sarvasreshtha nama sankirtan niraparadha nama lalai pae chaitanya mahaprabhu says of all the limbs of bhakti the process of chanting the names of krishna is the best and interestingly, this process of chanting the holy names of Krishna, calling out to the, to the names of Krishna as Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Ram, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Rupa Goswami in his Namashtakam found in the Stavamala, very beautifully describes this name of Krishna is like the sun. <laughs> this name of Krishna is like the sun. I'll read the words for the reference. Yadabhaso pyudyan kavalita dhwan kavalita dhwan twavibhavo drisham tattwandanam apidishati bhakti pranahinim janas tassyodattam jagati bhagavanna matarane kritite nirvaktum kaiha mahimanam prabhavati This is verse 3 from Namashtakam. Rupa Goswami Pad says, Just like darkness is collected overnight in the sky. Lots of darkness overnight. You know, right from sunset to sunrise next morning, there's lots of darkness. But all of them can be completely removed just by this starting, beaming, early morning sunrise. Not even the whole sun. Just the orange ball behind the mountains. And just some rays coming from that sun is capable of tearing all the darkness accumulated by the night to pieces, tearing it apart. So just like the darkness that we have collected over lifetimes hmm, is, is like the darkness collected overnight. They can be completely ripped to shreds just by the glimpse of the initial rays of the holy name. That holy name, when in the pure form rises in the heart, can completely tear everything to pieces. So therefore, when we chant the holy name, we are depending on Surya. It is like the sun, the holy name of Sri Krishna. So in this way, so many different references are given, and and the the similarities are drawn between uh, different aspects of bhakti. Now is the concluding section and the portion of our discussion. We spoke enough of the sun... But what is better than the sun? What is higher than the sun? Krishna describes very beautifully in Canto 3, chapter 25, text 42 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Please repeat. Very, very beautiful words spoken by Kapila Muni to Mother Devahuti. Kapila Muni says, Madbhayat vativatoyam vativatoyam Surya tapati madbhayat Surya Tapati mad Dahatyagni, Daha Mrittihu Charati Madhvayat, Mrittihu Charati mad Muni tells his mother Devahuti a very beautiful verse. He says, Matbhayat vati vatoyam. Oh mother, do you see the blowing of the wind outside our window? Mother Devahuti says yes. Kapila Muni says, He is blowing out of his fear for me. He's afraid of me. Mad vati vato yam. Vayu. Flows. Wind. Out of his fear for me. And the next line says, Surya tapati mad bhaiyat. The sun is scorching. Hmm? The sun is giving so much light and heat. Why? because he's afraid of me varshati indro dahati agni the clouds give rain why out of his fear for me dahati agni the fire burns why out of his fear for me and you see that death is going all over the place capturing jeevas so it means death is running in fear trying to catch Others for shelter. He says, why is death running away? Out of his fear for me. Mad vati vato yam. mother Deva Houthi, The wind blows out of his fear for me. The sun is scorching out of his fear for me. The clouds are giving rain out of their fear for me. The fire is burning out of fear for me. And death walks around the place. Taking shelter of living beings. Being afraid of me. So Sri Krishna is... The source of innumerable suns and innumerable universes. So much so that in the Gita, Krishna says, Oh Arjuna, my abode is so transcendental that it cannot be illuminated by the sun, by the moon or by fire. So this is a very beautiful point actually. Krishna is saying that there is no sun, there is no moon, and there is no fire in my abode. But we do know that there is sun in the spiritual world. We have heard pastimes of how Srimati Radharani goes to Surya Kund to worship Surya Dev so that Krishna's lifespan increases. <laughs> it's believed that when. The, the lover offers service to Suryadev. Suryadev gives energy to the beloved. So on the pretext of praying for her husband Abhimanyu. Srimati Radharani is actually praying for Sri Krishna. And who is the intermediate servant here? Suryadev. But however as we know to perform any service. Any yajna There must be a Brahmana. But Srimati Radharani doesn't find a brahmana at Suryakund. So it is our Kalachanji. Our Sri Krishna. Our Shama Sundar. Who becomes a brahmana. And he goes with his dear devotee. A dear friend Madhu Mangal. Who is a brahmana with a big belly. And he loves to eat Manohar laddus. Laddus from Brindavan. Loibazar laddus. So he has this big pot belly. And both of them are going as brahmanas. With moustache. You know. And they want to go and offer all the services of Radharani to the sun god. Krishna wants to hear first hand. What Radharani is praying to the the sun god. Hmm? So we know sun exists. But Krishna says there is no sun. And he also says there is no moon. And we know there is moon. Because it was the Sharat Purnima night. Which got Krishna close to the Braja Gopis. His dear devotees in Vrindavan. It is the moon Which helped mother Yashoda feed Krishna at Chandrasarovar. Krishna would say, oh Maya, I am not going to eat anything. First you get me the moon in my hand. Then I will start eating. Mother Yashoda thought now, how would I get Krishna the moon in the sky? How can I get it to him? So she tricked him. She said, okay, come on, I will take you. You catch the moon yourself. And she took him to Chandra Sarovar where then the reflection of the moon was so close to Krishna. That mother Yashoda said, Oh Lala, Oh Shri Krishna, look I have snatched the moon so close to you. Now you finish eating, then you can touch him. And then Krishna ate up the whole prasad. Thinking that at the sooner I finish, the faster I can touch the moon. And he finished eating and then touched and it was just water. And in this way, Krishna... Maybe smart, but Mother Yashoda is smartest. She could trick even our Krishna. So there is moon also in the spiritual world. And at the same time, we know there is fire. If there is no fire, how would the milk in the pot, the Damodar Leela boil? The milk jumped out of the pot to commit suicide into the fire. Where is the fire now? So there is a very inner deep meaning here. When Krishna says there is no sun, moon or fire in my abode. The sun represents vision. The moon represents mind. And fire represents throat. Krishna is saying, You with your eyes cannot see my abode. You with your mind cannot catch the divinity of my abode. Na pavaka, you through your vocal ability cannot describe my abode. You have to come here. Yadgatva Nani Once you come here, you cannot describe because once you come here, you will not go back. So, in this way, this is very, very beautiful. And finally, in the pastime of Putana, we see when Putana came, Krishna closed his eyes. Putana saw Krishna, but Krishna won't see Putana. And one of the very beautiful, wonderful commentators of Srimad Bhagavatam describes, why did Krishna close his eyes? says, one of the 21 different reasons why Krishna closed his eyes, was that because the eyes of Krishna are like the sun and the moon. What's the proof for this? Raja In the Brahma Samhita Brahma says, Krishna, the sun and moon are like your eyes. So the commentator says the sun and the moon <laughs> shut themselves. They wouldn't see Putana. Why? Because it is described, when someone has to go to the heavenly kingdom, they must be recommended, either by sun or by moon. They must have the mercy of the sun god or the moon god, to go to heaven. So when Putana came, the sun and the moon understood, now that she has come to Krishna, Krishna will elevate her. So both of them resigned. (laughs) The eyelids shut And sun and moon both resigned. They said, Krishna, if you want to uplift Putana, you uplift Putana. But we are not going to give her a recommendation. And in this way, Krishna closed his eyes. So beautiful. So the sun, which is scorching in the first part of our discussion, who's so magnanimously pouring out his rays for everyone, and who's unparalleled, is just an insignificant eye of Sri Krishna. Mama sambhava. Millions of such sons come from his body. Again, same example is used. When Krishna eats dirt, and Mother Yashoda comes to the scene with a stick in her hand. Krishna, why did you eat dirt? Everyone is saying that you are eating dirt. At that time, Shukdev Goswami describes, there was water coming from Krishna's eyes, and Krishna's eyes were restless looking. Left and right. Mother Yeshwada is looking into Krishna's eyes. And Krishna's eyes are dancing, going around. And the commentators describe why. Again, same principle. They say the the eyes of Krishna are like the sun and the moon. And there are 13 witnesses to every activity given in Srimad Bhagavatam. And two out of them are the sun and the moon. And they are supposed to speak truth all the time. Now please... Note, Mother Yashoda walks to the sun and the moon, who are two primary witnesses out of 13 witnesses, asking them, did you eat dirt? So now if the sun and the moon lie by saying, no, 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 Krishna didn't eat dirt, they are losing their identity of being truthful witnesses. But at the same time, if they say, yes, yes, actually Krishna ate dirt, what's happening? They're being truthful, but they're going against their own creator, out of ungrat- out of no gratitude for him. So what to do? Will they speak the truth that Krishna ate dirt and express utter ungratefulness? Or will they lie, aligning with their creator, losing their identity as witnesses? Therefore, the commentator described they were wanted to leave the scene. <laughs> they told Krishna and they told Mother Yeshoda. Now this is transcendence. Krishna fearing his own mother and not knowing what to speak. You carry on. Excuse us. We can lie and we can speak the truth. So in this way Krishna's eyeballs were restless trying to leave and escape the scene. Finally, Astrologically speaking, the sun represents father. On an astrological chart, moon represents mother and the sun represents father. So sun, even on the astrological part, represents father. And who is the supreme father? Sri Krishna. Aham Pradapita. Often people fear, what if my astrology is powerful? What if my son is powerful? What is this powerful? What if that is powerful? There is a very beautiful principle given. All of these planets are called graha. What are they called? But what Krishna showers is anugraha. Mercy. And when Krishna showers is anugraha, anu means favorable and graha means planetary position. So one meaning of the word anugraha means mercy. But when you split the word, the word anu means favorable and the word graha means planet. So when Krishna showers His mercy, even the planets on the astrological chart become favorable. So we have to understand the sun is powerful, no doubt, He's above us. But the one who is above the sun, controlling the sun, is the dark moon called Chand. So, this was the, this was the context of today's verse, comparing Sri Krishna and the power potency of the sun in the material universe. It's 8.50. We have about 10 minutes. If there are any questions, if there are any comments uh, from senior devotees present here, if there are any corrections, um, any suggestions for improvements, any inputs, um, any mistakes that I could avoid, please uh, please kindly uh, feel free to add in. Oh, thank you. I didn't
2: I feel so bad doing that. <laughs> Hare Krishna Prabhu. I think it's on. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Uh, I must say that we were pleasantly surprised when we discovered that uh, Prabhu was going to be here. I didn't know until last night after Seva. So we rushed to make sure that we had you on our schedule. And even though I am not management, I'm not the temple president, Nityananda Prabhu, I'm sure that if he were here, he would be wondering, when are you coming back again? Mata and where's Pita? That's
0: Uh, my father right there.
2: You have to be really proud of your son because I took a chance on putting him in this spot based on what my son has been telling me over how many years have you been coming to uh, uh, Oklahoma City? How many? It's many years. And my sons a busy. You love your son. I love my son. And I take his word. And we love your son. <laughs> but all I can hear is that he would leave work. And if Amarindra was there in Oklahoma City, he would leave work, uh, shower, and go and stay. And that's not like him. So that says a lot about who your son is. Now, I, um, I, I'm i very, very guilty of adopting sons that I did not give birth to, and I would happily adopt your son <laughs> as my own extended son. I am so looking forward to the fact that you are going to be coming back. I understand you've been coming, but we've been missing. So Krishna actually arranged this for me. You have no idea this was arranged by Krishna. And again, as I said, um, even Nityananda, the temple president, didn't know in time. But I know that he would be here and he would be welcoming him as such. Um, but I know you did ask questions that you wanted, you wanted, anyone have any questions that you wanted to ask Prabhu? Anything about the scriptures? I mean, it was done so well, it's like, what, what do I have to ask? You, you said it all, Prabhu. Thank you so much. And also Prabhu is a disciple of His Holiness, Radhanath Swami
0: Radha Govinda. Maraj. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. Radha Govinda. Radha Govinda, got that right. Yeah. Yes, I keep mixing that up, but either one is very special. <laughs> <Are you> so <laughs> we are very grateful, Prabhu, for you coming. If there's anything you want to share or tell the community, please feel free to do so because we are absolutely delighted with how... You broke down the text and made it understandable. The scriptures are very intense, and sometimes they go over the heads of most people. But you are able to do that, and that is what we need in Kali Yug right now. Yes, it doesn't mean everybody doesn't understand it, but there are different levels that understand. What you're doing, you must continue to do, because there's a big job of devotees. It is a very big job. We all become our own little miniature gurus and if you can reach out to the crowd in Oklahoma and they have so much love for you what to say when you tap into the rest of the world I am proud of you Prabhu Hare Krishna Krishna. no comments? okay we'll end at this oh I'm sorry how could I miss you 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 were saying that Krishna's eyes are, are like the sun and the moon or are you saying that they're literally... I, I just wanted to...
0: So basically just like um, um, no one can escape the sun, no one can escape the moon. So we are under either the, the sunshine or the moonshine. Even when we are in our rooms, we are under the, the supervision of the sun or the moon. So similarly... We are at all times under the supervision of the eyes of the Lord. So, if if you see the universal feature of Krishna, the all pervading feature, then we will say, Yes, the sun and the moon are the eyes. And if you see the baby form of Krishna, we will say, Ah, they are like the eyes.
2: You know? Thank you,
1: Guru. Any other comments
2: or questions? Mata, Pita, did you want to say something about your son? Or you probably said it all. (laughs) Who is it? Oh, yes, Induleka. Yes. Brother and sister. Thank you.
1: So, when it comes to people who... Um, see the sunlight to a certain extent but also want to deny that it's there like for people who want to somehow compare the holy name to other mantras or other sort of text or scriptures um, is that something thank you is that something that Krishna eventually reveals to them that that just because there's all these different sort of mantras that are in the so-called mode of goodness that people can say, um, is it the holy name superior to that, something that Krishna reveals to them, like you were saying, the clouds open up, or do they kind of stay stuck in that sort of, oh, all mantras and all forms of worship are like equal.
0: So, please correct me if I if I understood your question right. So, are you asking if the name of Krishna, or let's say the mantra describing Krishna, is it revealed in the heart of the devotee to be superior to other mantras? Or is it described in the Shastra like that? Or...
1: Does it, is it revealed in the heart of devotees that it is superior to see that, to see things like Om or other, just other mantras in general that circulate, say, in like the community of, the, of people who enjoy yoga. Right. Or people who enjoy just different, like hopping from different so, so-called spiritual mm. practices. Mm. Does Krishna eventually reveal to them the holy name they're all nice but the holy name is superior
0: Hmm. so it depends on the intention of the seeker Uh, the best thing about spiritual life is that it works on the basis of the internal environment externally I could pull off a very wonderful flashy dhoti and a kurta and I could be paka externally but internally if I'm doing kirtan for making money for example I could as well be singing hollywood or bollywood but I'm singing something spiritual to make money, to keep the money coming in, right? It's not chanting, weeping, calling out to Krishna in a helpless, desperate state as the acharyas have taught us. So we are trying to use the holy name to get something temporary. If the person says, well, I want to hear the holy name, but I'm not going to pay you for it, for example. Will the person still sing the holy name? Or will he say, no, you've got to buy a ticket and come. For him, is the holy name the fruit? Or the holy name is a branch where money is the fruit. So the intention of the chanter is most important. If he's sincerely seeking out divinity, Krishna, he wants to know what God is. His conceptions are completely messed up and obscure. But he's open to know what the reality is. Then Krishna will dawn reality in his heart. If he um, undertakes what it takes, if he's uh, his intention and his action align properly symmetrically, if his intention is there, but you know he says, Yeah, I know it 's correct, but you know i 've got to be practical and just do it he 's not sincere enough because he 's not able to put the money where the mouth is, right so to the extent one is sincere, truth will be revealed eventually to the to the degree of the intensity of sincerity. The, the, the truth will be revealed uh, accordingly. So we have to understand that the names of Krishna um, are, are the ultimate essence of all, all all scriptures. In the Mukunda Malastotra, Mukunda um, King Kulashekara describes... Shatru chedai ka mantram Sakalamupanishadvakya sampuja mantram Samsaro chedamantram Samuchita tamasa sanga Niryana mantram Sarvai shwaryaika mantram Vyasa nabu jaga santrana mantram Jivhe shri krishna mantram Japa japa satatam janmasafalya mantram he describes the glory of krishna Nam. he says shatru chedai this name of krishna is the only way one can defeat all the enemies outside and within sakalam upanishad vakya sampujya mantram second aspect he says this name of krishna is being worshipped continuously by all the verses of the shastra the third point Samsaro Cheda Mantram. This mantra of Krishna is the way to uproot repeated birth and death. Fourth, Samochita Tamasa sanga Mantram. This name of Krishna is very much, very much capable of ruining all the darkness that we have accumulated over lifetimes. Five, Sarva Aishwarya Eka Mantram. If we want all the opulences of transcendental reality. Then by chanting we will get. Sixth. Hmm? Uh, <clears throat> Sandashta Santrana Mantram. If we want to be free from the snake bite of death. And problems. This is the mantra. And finally he says. jibhe Shri Krishna Mantram. Japa Japa Satatam Janmasafalya Mantram. This name of Krishna. If when kept on the tongue of the chanter. Ah, his existence. His birth in this world becomes successful. So this name of Krishna has been profusely described in the Shastras. And when sincerely jivas try to follow the scripture, their inner realization will second the thought of the Shastra. It's not that their experience or their realization will be different from the Shastra. Initially it's theoretical. Oh, the Shastra says I must chant. So they chant. But as they chant... They start experiencing things which are given in the Shastra. Yes, this is correct because I'm feeling it. My hair is standing on end and this is correct. I feel happiness in my heart and therefore this is correct. Hmm? Like that. Also, you mentioned about Om. Now, Om is, is, a, is a seed incarnation of the holy name. Krishna says, Pranavaha Sarvavedeshu Shabdhakke Pauru in the seventh chapter of the Gita. He says, among all sound vibrations, I am Om. So this word "Om" also comes with three syllables. A, U, and Ma. And Shastra describes A is Krishna, U is Radha, and Ma is the whole creation. So it's a seed form. Where Radha and Krishna and all the, crea- the, the different parts and parcels in the Ma come together as Aum. So it's good. But Hare Krishna Mahamantra doesn't just talk about Radha, Krishna and the creation. It goes in To explain. Who is this Radha Rani? Hare. Oh, she is Radha Rani. But she is that personality who steals the mind and the heart of Krishna. The all attractive one. Hare. Hmm? And Krishna is the all attractive one. So initially, Radha and Krishna are meeting. And there is Hare Krishna and Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. They meet. But after meeting, there is separation. So what is Radha Rani saying? Krishna, Krishna. Krishna. And what is Krishna saying? Hare, hare! And then after that, what happens? After separation, they meet again. And now when they meet, the all attractive Krishna looks very pleasing to the eyes of Radharani. And therefore, he's Hare Ram. Hare Ram, Hare Ram. But then there's again separation. Ram, Ram! Hare, hare! <laughs> That's awesome. (laughs) This is this is this is all the treasure that Srila Prabhupada has gifted us with. Our Gaudiya Acharyas have given us so much and Prabhupada in his old age carried this 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 wonderful opulent burden so to speak for our benefit out of compassion. So it's none of this is mine. If if any section of the discussion touched any corner of your heart, I wholeheartedly submit all of this at the lotus feet of my spiritual master and Srila Prabhupada and if I said something which was um, not properly symmetrically aligned to the, the philosophy, or if, if I said it as far as the presentation is concerned, if it was not uh, comprehensible, I will, I will completely uh, fall at your feet and beg for forgiveness that uh, hopefully I will be able to overcome my mistakes. But, but I, I wish I could uh, address your question and, and, and the aspect of Omkar. Uh, in comparison to the Hare Krishna Mahamantra.
2: Thank you so much, Prabhu. I guess we're ending at this point. No other questions? Uh, I, I have a question. <laughs> so so Prabhu, when will we have you back again? I think this is the act—the first time you've actually given uh, uh, a lecture here. And uh, its it's all been Krishna's arrangement. It was in his own time, so... I won't exactly put you on the spot, but please understand that we do want you to come back again.
0: Krishna. Please. Just like uh, a person who's hungry loves to have invitations for prasad. Uh, and a person who's thirsty loves to see the water pond. A person with Srimad Bhagavatam in his hand loves to get invitations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hare Hare Krishna.
2: So we'll end at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Go for Hare Krishna.